I dig that crazy music, watch boy. Yeah, uh-huh. You got him. I don't know if you want him, but you got him. Holy Jackson, America's finest watchman, back with you today. Hallelujah. He's back. He's back. He's back. It's an attack, but he's back. Oh, boy. Okay, so what do we talk about today? And I do want to first stop and thank you all for these kind emails. All of your suggestions are well-founded and taken and appreciated by yours truly. Thank you. And those of you that don't want to say nice things, please don't, because I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to read them. Really not. I could tell you stories about the olden days. I think I will. I think I'll tell you my favorite story about weirdos that send me letters. Years and years and years ago, I got a letter from somebody anonymously. It was the nastiest letter I have ever seen. I mean, I don't even want to go into it, but it was really horrible. Telling me I should stick my wife in an oven and all this horrible, horrible stuff. And the guy, whoever it was, couldn't even spell. And I actually framed it in a silver frame and kept it in my office. And everybody that would read it would say to me, why would you keep this? This is horrible. What would you keep this for? And my answer was and continues to be because I still have that letter that anytime my head gets too big, I just read that letter and man, I come down to earth real fast. So do me a favor. Don't be like that. I'm not going to save your letter. I promise. But you know what? Constructive criticism. I don't mind. I got no problem with that. It's destructive. I don't like. So do me a favor. Everybody, let's keep a nice uh, demeanor about this and let's have fun. Let's enjoy ourselves. You got something to say? Lee Jackson watches at gmail.com. I'm happy to answer it if it's legit. Happy. Also, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under Lee Jackson watches or America's finest watchman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got more fun. Okay, so let's get going with today. I want to talk about one of the greatest guys, greatest watchmakers, greatest inventors, greatest designers, modern designers and so on that we've ever had. And the gentleman's name is Gerald Genta. And a lot of you would say, oh, I've never heard of him. But you know what? He has touched, if you're a watch collector, he has touched our lives in many, many ways. Man worked for a lot of different watch companies. I'm going to talk about his watches and his designs because I think it's really important. So let's get on it. He started, he was born May 1st, 1931. He, this is who he worked with. Listen to this. Listen to this lineup. He worked for and designed watches for IWC, Omega, Universal Geneve, Patek Philippe, and Audemars Piguet. And his own line, he was called the Fabergé of watches. His watches were called the most complicated and pricey watches by the Wall Street Journal years ago. He was born in Switzerland. He had a Swiss mother and a father of Northern Italian descent. He finished training on jewelry and goldsmithing in Switzerland, earned a Swiss federal diploma at age 20. He, that's 19, that'd be 1951 or 52. He was recruited by Universal Geneve. Um, they settled a patent dispute involving the micro-rotor caliber that Genta designed, of course. And I'll tell you what it is, because I think it's a great watch. 
uh, Universal decided that the Rolex uh, Datejust needed some competition. So they came out with their own version called the Pole Router. And it was an automatic watch. It was water resistant. It had what's called a micro rotor, which is a very small rotor in the back of the watch, about the size of a dime or less. Usually rotors are half the diameter of the watch just about. So this is much smaller, turns much faster. And that was one of his big developments. And they were sued over it. And I guess they settled it. So he designed the white and gold shadows for Universal in the 50s and 60s. The shadows contain micro rotor, micro rotor, excuse me, unisonic and accutron movement, uh, latter to a result of the quartz crisis starting in the late 60s. So accutron movement is a tuning fork, and Universal did work with that again. And the problem with those is try to go get parts and repairs pretty hard. Um so listen to what he designed. Unbelievable stuff. He designed the Omega Constellation in 1959. It's one of the greatest watches. Still around, still going strong. Patek Philippe's Golden Ellipse, which is a beautiful watch in 1968, and is one of his biggest, biggest designs, was Audemars Piquet's Royal Oak in 1970. Who has not seen a Royal Oak or lusted after one? I mean, come on. You know, everybody wants a Royal Oak. Everybody. Um, what else did he do? He did the Ingenieur for IWC, and he did the Nautilus. And he also did Cartier's Pasha de Cartier. Can you imagine all these? Um, Royal Oak by Audemars Piguet was considered to be the first luxury sports watch in the world. It was inspired by diving helmets and featured exposed screw heads as well as a unique case design and integrated bracelet. We all know this. I mean, come on. That's like the biggest selling sport watch other than Rolex. There is Royal Oak. And they've gone through the roof lately, but they've been around since 1970. So if you find older ones, sometimes they're not as expensive. Okay, then he ended up at Patek Philippe, which I didn't even know, to tell you the truth. In 1976, he introduced the Nautilus collection after he designed it. He wanted to produce an exclusive sport watch with the finishes of the highest quality. It was made of steel. Um, this was a mechanical watch. It was brought out during the quartz crisis when people would be reattracted to high-end mechanical Swiss watches because everybody was going quartz at that time in 76. The Nautilus collection played a key role in Patek Philippe's overall marketing strategy as it had to refresh the brand image while perpetuating tradition. Uh, become one of the most popular collections from Paddock. The reference 5711 and 5712 came out in 2006 to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the collection of the most popular models. The, the model 5711 has become a true icon of success and style as it's adorned by various famous celebrities and sports stars. Okay, so he left, he left Audemars in 1969. I guess they had the uh, Royal Oak already designed. So he started to bring his own brand out. And if you've ever seen anything he's done, it is really cool and different. He brought out Mickey Mouse watches, which I'm going to talk about, that back in the 90s, 80s, they looked like a Mickey Mouse watch. And they were like really expensive, really well made. So let's talk about it. He did the... He created Sonneries, 
he did a tourbillon, which had four gongs and emulated the Westminster chimes, rang each quarter on the hour. The same melody rung out by London's Big Ben, priced at 810000 In 1994, he designed the Grand Sonnery Retro, the world's mo most complicated wristwatch, $2 million. For private request, he hand-designed the movement styles and cases, employed limited or no external assistance, outsourcing, or mechanization during the process. It was not unusual for a single watch to take up to five years to complete. Whoa. I'm telling you, his stuff is really, but it's wild looking. You've got to have the right look. I, I can't describe it. Some of them you're going to like, and some you're going to say it's too wild for me or too gaudy or something because they're really different, his stuff, but it's great quality. During the 1980s, he obtained special licensing with Walt Disney and distributed a limited edition of Disney character watches, and they were incredible. The dials consisted of illustrations of Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Don Lux, Scrooge, and Goofy with cases made of 18 karat gold designed in Labrassa, Switzerland. The watches retail between $3,200 to $3,600 in 1988. That's 30-some years ago. So imagine what it would be today. He's had very famous clients. Prince Rainier, King Hassan of Morocco, King Juan Carlos, Queen Sophia of Spain, King Fahd of Saudi Arabia, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother of England. In 2000, Bulgari bought Gerald Genta. He died, I think, a year, when did he die? A year later? No, 2011. So he sold it in 2000 or 2001. And he came out with a new venture called Gerald Charles. And those watches were marketed solely under the Bulgari brand. In 2019, Bulgari celebrated the 50th anniversary of Gerald Genta. So now you know why Bulgari watches are good the quality of the movements and stuff, because it's Genta. During his life, he drew over 100,000 watch designs. When he died, he left his wife 3,200 of his designs. A huge selection of drawings is made up of his most famous designs, but mostly unseen pieces. 100 of them are being auctioned by Sotheby's in spring 2022, each with a corresponding NFT. He died in August 17th at the age of 80, 2001. And that's the story of Gerald Genta. And he looks, he's an interesting looking character. He looks like a British explorer or something. Very cool. Now, I want to talk about current. Okay, this is what's, Gerald Genta still has his own watches, even though it's owned by Bulgari. They're still under his name. And his watches were very famous for the T-bar lugs. Very interesting cases. Um... There's a new Gerald Genta Arena retrograde with smiling Disney Mickey Mouse. So here we got new Mickey Mouses. And the funny part is his watches with Mickey Mouse don't look like real expensive watches at first glance. Looks like you're wearing a cheap Mickey Mouse watch. But then when you look close, it's a really fine watch. Um, so the Gerald Genta Arena retrograde with Mickey, here's what it is. You have a dial where from eight o'clock to four o'clock, you have a track that's zero to 60. And one of Mickey, Mickey's like dancing or something happy. And one of his hands is pointing to that line of numbers to tell you what time it is. So it goes from zero to 60 and then it flies back. The hour is in a little window at five o'clock, 435 o'clock that tells you the hour. It's powered by uh, 30 some, I'm trying to see how many joules. 30-some jewels, beautiful movement. I mean, his quality is really great. 
Don't ask me how much I'm afraid. I don't know. I really don't know what the price is, but I know in the old days they were very expensive. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. Is this gold? It's 16,400 for this. I want to see what it's made of. Let's see. Is it stainless or is it gold? Should be gold for that price. You would think at least. Okay. All right. So what I'm trying to do now is trying to figure out what this case is. This is amazing. It says it's steel. Okay. So it's a steel watch. So it's not gold. It's a nice looking watch with Mickey Mouse on the dial in color. 16,400. How's that? That tells you how expensive Gerald Jenna watches are. They used to be, I told you, 33, 3,400, not anymore. Next one they're showing is a titanium execution. It's called a Titanium Gerald Genta Arena by Retro Sport. This is a very modern looking watch. Very cool. The, it's all different shades of black, gray, charcoal, silver. And it has the same thing the Mickey Mouse watch has, except this one's really cool looking. It's got these really strange open, like hands that are like open arrows, open pointers, big. And it's got the track that goes from zero to 60 again from around eight o'clock to four o'clock. And the hour is at 12 o'clock with a window that tells you the hour. And then the date is another track at the bottom from one to 31 with another open arrow hand. It's really cool looking though. I'm afraid to ask how much. Should we take a look? No, it's not telling me. Then they have the same thing in a 50th anniversary watch. It looks a little more standard. Even the case is different. It's got that like ribbing on the side of the case, kind of like Paralay. Remember we talked about Paralay? So the Arena by Retro 50th Anniversary Watch is a jumping hour platinum watch. Cool. Based on the iconic 1969 piece, the watch reinvents Gerald Jenner's distinctive design codes and signature mechanical movement. Uh, very cool. Very cool. He was a visionary watchmaker and designer. He left the legacy of iconic designs. Not only did he pioneer genre defining sporty chic models and grand complication models, he also introduced new ways to read time with his retrograde and bi-retrograde movements. Everybody copied that with the with the flyback hand that would give you the minutes. Everybody. I mean, Vacheron did some that were really cool. He might have designed it. Who knows? It'll turn up if he did. Um He's got some very cool, the Grand Sonnery in 1994 with a self-winding system. This thing has, I'm not kidding. It's got one, two, it got eight registers on the dial. It has those T-bar lugs. It has a multi-level bezel, which is what he's famous for. Real fancy looking cases. And I'd love to know exactly what in the heck this is telling us. It's got day. It's got... What the hell is that grand? Oh, how it's going to, it rings. It's got the rest, Westminster chimes. It's got a date. It's got a month. It's got the day of the week. I mean, there's more. I can't read it all. It's too small. It's amazing. Built as a pyramid. How cool. And, oh, this is really wild. You want something that looks ultra, ultra modern and cool? People have to see this on your wrist. They have to. The original arena watch was the first retrograde watch. But you know what? I think we got to take a break because unless I'm crazy, yeah, we're past our break time. We got to take a quick break. 
Folks, I do thank you for listening. This is really fun. I'm enjoying it. I'll be right back. We're going to have lots more fun. I promise. That's what it's all about. Fun. Enjoyment. Yeah. Okay. All right, folks, let's take our break. We took our break. Let's not take our break. Let's let's not take our break, shall we? Let's get out of here. Hello. Okay. All right, enough with the music. Thank you. Thank you, Maestro. Appreciate it. Okay, so we're talking about Gerald Genta. And, you know, this reminds me, there's a watch I really like by a company called Gevril, G-E-V-R-I-L. I haven't really talked that much about them, but they have this really cool watch called a Powerball. And it's ultra, ultra, ultra modern. And that's what this Gerald Genta looks like. So they must have copied the look from this because their look, I think, is totally cool. And the only reason that I haven't bought one of those because I really like the look. It's ultra, ultra modern, wild looking, everything. Like the hand has little holes in it, little circles drilled into different sizes. Really, everything is uh, like round. The only reason I haven't bought it is because it's too darn big. It's humongous. Too big for me. I can't wear it. So I love the look. And this is like that by Gerald Genta. It's got a, it looks like a titanium case. Let's see, what is it? I don't know what the case is, but it's, the bezel looks titanium. The dial is made up of little polka dots on the back of the dial. It's got the retrograde. Let's see. Yeah, it's got a jumping retrograde, jumping hand. But this time it goes from 10 to 2, not from 8 to 4. It has the jump hour, hour in the center. It has three other registers, if I could ever figure out what the hell they are. One is a power reserve. One is the month. And I don't know what the other one is, 12. Jumping as retrograde minutes. I don't know what the other is, but what a cool watch. What a gorgeous watch. You should go on to Gerald Genta's website. Look at his stuff. Then Gerald Genta and company started making Bulgari watches. That's why Bulgari is a good watch. See, I didn't realize it. Shame on me. I didn't know that Bulgari bought Genta. Because you don't see that much in Genta anymore. You really don't. I mean, I'm going to go look online and see what's available. And I'm telling you, it ain't going to be cheap. I know that. Okay, let's take a look. Uh, you could get retro ladies watches for around 800 bucks. Unisex, these are too small, $900. Ah, okay. One of the most famous watches of the 70s into the 80s was the Concord Mariner. And guess who designed it? Gerald Genta again. Very cool watch. That is the Concorde that everybody had back then. It was a beautiful stainless steel, sometimes two-tone sport watch, quartz, with these long bars for the band. It was really one of a kind. And I didn't know, but Genta designed it. Okay, we can look at Constellations, designed by Gerald Genta also. Isn't that cool? Yep. One of the better watches of the world. Uh, here's a midsize, here's a ladies, $2,000. These are not that great. The problem is a lot of these that they're selling are small. Okay, here we go to the Minnie Mouse stuff. Here's a Minnie Mouse, two-tone quartz, women's, beautiful watch. It's got an octagon, octagonal case. Bezel is really different. It's in gold and it kind of spills over. 
it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight arms that go over the stainless steel side of the case. Don't ask me why, but what a look. They're about 2000. Here's the Mickey version. Uh, there's a lady still $2,000. Oh, vintage ladies, Van Cleef and Arpels designed by guess who it's called Malachi. His stuff is so different. Classical Gerald Jenna, mother of pearl, $2,000. I'm trying to get to the men's stuff. Um, and if those of you that like to be low key, this Mickey Mouse stuff, I'm telling you, you can wear it and it looks like just a, any old Mickey Mouse watch until you look at it close. Okay, so here we go. Uh, this one is 35 millimeters, so they're not going to be big. They'd fit me just fine. I don't mind 35. It's a little on the small side, but I, I like that idea. Today, people want bigger, 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 bigger. Not me. I still don't like it. Okay, so I'm still going. Here's some newer ones. Most of these are ladies, and we're in the 3,000 range. Uh, here's a really nice Chrono Sport large date chronograph men's watch. Let's take a look at this. They want $3,000. It looks pretty damn modern. It's got a rubber strap on it. Yeah, I don't like that. It's got a black bezel, so it's, yeah, the case has got, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, this looks pretty new. It's a very cool watch. It's got a three reg chrono. It's got big date with the big window. It looks almost like a Bulgari dial. The numbers, because don't forget who owns them now. So it kind of reminds me of Bulgari, but nice looking watch for the money. And again, what do you do when you're going to spend that kind of money? Okay, here's one I really like. A Gerald Genta, Genta Solo SSO. It is a Tonneau or tank case with a fancy, you know what the crown looks like? The crown is where you wind the watch. Back in the 40s and 30s, 40s and 50s, Vacheron had a crown that looked like a hat with little balls on the outside, kind of like a clown hat or something really cool. Guess what? Gerald Jenna is using that now. Vacheron got rid of it 50, 60, 70 years ago, and Jenna's very similar. Beautiful watch, but very plain. You want something flashy, this wouldn't do it. I don't, it's stainless steel. It's called Solo. It's a nice watch, but $3,000 pre-owned. That's a lot of scratch for that. And who's going to even know? Who's going to know? 35.5 millimeters. So it's a decent size. Is it automatic? Let's see. Uh, no, I think it's just, yeah, it's a good size watch. 35 width, 44 millimeter height. That's big. Stainless steel. I think it's just a manual wind. Yep, but it's a nice looking plain watch. Black dial with silver or white numerals. They're Arabic, kind of exploding, but Arabic and more modern exploding. In other words, they're they're like pulling away from the dial, kind of like pushing. How do I describe it? You know what I'm talking about, but it's more modern looking, but still it's got the exploding idea, which I like. But they're using a different font. Okay, here's the same watch in white. With a with a with a band, let's see what this is. Nice, yeah. The band doesn't look like anybody else's band. What does that remind me of? That band. It's a nice looking band, kind of a rolled link, and the center links look like balls. There's two center links, and then there's two big like log looking links. Very cool looking, and the, this time it has a galosh dial in white. It's a nice looking watch. Is it worth three thousand bucks? 
I don't know. You'd have to answer that question. I, I don't think so. I mean, if you're into Gerald Jenna, yes. Yes. Okay, here's a Gefica. This is one of their most famous watches. G-E-F-I-C-A, it's called. And it's got a very cool case with a coin edge on the bezel and coin edge on the bottom of the case. It's got the T-bar lugs. This one's got a bright red dial. Um, it's a three reg chrono with day and date both. It's very cool. They want 3,100 and it's a really good looking watch. It might, you might think it was dated though. That's the only thing. The design looks a little, I don't know what the word is, too detailed, too fancy. It's like fancy. Okay. Then I'm running into these sport chronos. There's a lot of them. So I guess they must be making a bunch. There's an arena sport for $4,000 trying to get to the really good stuff. Okay. Here come the Mickey mouse watches. Here's a man's it's in gold. It's got tear bar T bar lugs. It's coming from Japan and it looks like an old picture Mickey from the thirties in color. Let's see. What is Yeah. The case diameter is 30 millimeters. So it's small. It's not a man's watch. Maybe it was back then, but not today. Today, it would probably be a woman's or a intermediate size. Here's another one. Let's see if it's any bigger. See, I look at the size. That's the first thing I want to look at because, man, you can't tell from pictures how big things are or small. You've got to know the size. Total weight. Doesn't say. Here, 30 millimeters. It's too small. It's not a man's watch. It says men's, but it's not. And when I say that again, I'm going to, I'm going to clarify. It might've been a man's watch 30 years ago, but today too small. Here's a real famous one. This is the Gefica white Onyx. This is so beautiful. This watch, the dial is just stunning. <coughs> the dial is white Onyx. And it's got that, it's got a really cool, like a, almost like a gear looking case, like little gears on it or something. I'd say coin edge, but they're different. They're not coin edge. And it's T-bar lugs. It has this white onyx dial, which is absolutely gorgeous. Round gold markers. It's got beautiful gold, long gold hands. And then in the center, it looks like a moon phase at 12 o'clock. A round register that's done in looks like looks like uh, lapis or something. Just beautiful with gold around it. I mean, this watch is going to get you noticed. It's just so beautiful, the design and the materials. It retailed for $7,500. And I'm trying to see the size. Yeah, 27 millimeter. Too small. It's a woman's watch. I used to espouse taking antique watches that were men's and women wearing them because the size was smaller in those days. I guess they made people smaller. Okay, here's a IWC Gerald Genta, and it looks just like an Omega or the badge style Omega. It looks just like it, designed by Genta. Here's a beauty, a bi-retro arena sport stainless steel blue rubber watch, 5,000 pre-owned. Again, it looks like that Powerball watch by Javril. It's very modern, beautiful, but man, this thing is expensive for what it is. So you got to be ready to shell out the big bucks if you want Genta. And we are almost at the end of this show. And I will continue talking about Genta on the next show. So I do want to thank everybody for listening. 
for commenting for all the things you do, baby. This show's for you, baby. Yeah, shut the front door. Here we go. We can go completely crazy. But you don't want me to go completely crazy, do you? Do you? Do you do? You? Do you really? Do you want me to go crazy? I gotta go crazy. Oh my god, I'm gonna go crazy. Oh no. Let's go crazy. Goodbye. I think I gotta go. What happened to my music? Where's my music? Okay, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We will continue our talk on Gerald Genta next episode, which will be 204, I think. Yeah, 204. This is 203. Thank you, Lee Jackson, signing off. Have a great day. You owe it to yourself, baby. Yeah, see you later.